Hello and welcome back to Say It Again, the Soda 2 podcast where we reflect on the day that we just finished. We say again the things that we need to hear twice and we get ready for tomorrow. Today is December the 4th, 2019 is almost over. The sun is setting literally on today and figuratively on the year. And this is episode 33. It is so nice to be back with you on this podcast. We did take a little bit of a break. There are parts of our year here at Soda 2 where we are presenting new information, new material every day. And there are other times in the year where we are in production mode. You might remember that towards the middle and end of November, we took quite a bit of time to put on our production of Young Sherlock. Our students successfully performed 10 times, uh, 10 shows inside of a week. They were very busy and I think at the end, very tired. And of course, very good at putting on that show. In fact, many of them expressed that they will really miss that show when they finally came to the end. We performed at a variety of different elementary schools. We performed for some middle school audiences. And of course, we performed in Sparta for our senior preview audience. And I hope that students gained an appreciation for mysteries and the genre of mysteries and, of course, Sherlock Holmes and all of the ways in which those famous characters have appeared and reappeared throughout the history of 20th and 21st century literature and now movies and television. We have been busy in social studies since we came back from Thanksgiving break, students have been working on a traditions project. Traditions are, of course, important uh, all of the time, but we, we spend time thinking about them, reflecting on them when it comes to the holiday season because it is the time that traditions come up for most families. And Mrs. Schmuck asked students to consider what their own family holiday traditions are, or if they don't have a lot of family holiday traditions, what, what they wish those traditions might be. Sometimes families are new, sometimes families are old, sometimes they're attached very, very strongly to a particular cultural heritage. Sometimes they're exploring different cultures or different possibilities. We love opening up uh, our assignments and our students' experience to that diversity of cultures and traditions. And so students over the past couple of days have been presenting on their history and their family traditions. We've had a number of presentations, first block uh, yesterday and today, 
and a number of them apparently involved food. There were a lot of good smells coming out of Mrs. Schmuck's room. I even got to taste a couple of things. Absolutely delicious traditions have been visiting our classroom. And I know from having talked with Mrs. Schmuck that she is excited to carry that conversation about traditions forward into a careful reevaluation of what Thanksgiving has been about and could be about, a conversation about what Columbus Day has been about and what Indigenous Peoples Day could be about and is about now and going forward into the future. It's an essential part of teaching social studies and teaching history here in the 21st century that we honestly acknowledge all of the parts of our history as a country uh, and all of our history as human beings here on the North American continent, which means talking about the cultures and traditions and people that have been here much longer than the United States of America. So some of those lessons and conversations, and I believe a philosophy circle uh, on uh, the reevaluation of some of those traditions is coming up here in the next few days and weeks for students in social studies class. Since the time of the last podcast, which was in early November, I have also had some changes in my family, my life outside of school. My family and I have moved across the river from La Crosse to La Crescent, Minnesota. And some of the time after school and outside of school that I usually use to record podcasts has gone into moving. It is not easy to pick up all of the things that you've collected for years and years and years and pack them into a truck and take them to a new house and unpack them and make sense of it all. Not to mention that in a new house, there are always some projects to do. So some of my time has been going to those projects, but I am really excited to be back to a better normal rhythm of things and have a chance here in the afternoons to make some recordings and reflect on the day. Here is a poem for today called, I Have This Way of Being. And this poem is by Jamal May. I have this, and this isn't a mouth full of the names of odd flowers. I've grown in secret. I know none of these by name. But I have this garden now, and pastel somethings bloom near the others and others, and I have this trowel, these overalls, this ridiculous hat now. This isn't a lung full of air, not a fistful of weeds that rise yellow, then white, then windswept. This is a little more than a way to kneel and fill gloves with sweat so that the trowel in my hand will have something to push against. Rather, something to push against 
that it knows will bend and give and return as sprout and petal and sepal and bloom. I have this way of being by Jamal May. In science class today, we spent time with two new elements from the periodic table, sodium and chloride. You might remember that um, back in the beginning of November, before we took a break from science to do our Sherlock production, we started looking at what makes elements elements and how atoms are constructed at the atomic level, protons and neutrons in the nucleus, electrons in different shells or clouds around the outside. And we even got as far as starting to understand what made water what it is. Two hydrogens and one oxygen put together because, of course, oxygen needs two extra electrons to feel complete, to have a complete outer electron shell. It's seeking two, and hydrogen is happy to be positive and give up one. And so two hydrogens and one oxygen go together to make H2O, to make water. And it's winter now, so there's a lot of water around in the form of snow and ice. And as we continue on with chemistry, we want to start to understand how different compounds, how different molecules and different elements are going to act and react with each other. And one of the simplest, one of the most common for us as living beings has to do with salt water, right? You are about 70% water. You probably have heard that statistic before, but we need to update. We need to add a little bit more understanding to that when we say it. You are about 70% salt water. It's really, really important for you as a human being that you are salty water. It makes so many other chemical reactions in your body possible. So to do this, students took a walk with me yesterday. We went out across the street to the community garden. We picked out a, an appropriate patch of ice and snow. We smoothed it down. We measured it. It was one foot by one foot by six inches thick. And to this patch of ice and snow, we applied one quart of salt, one quart of ice melt, or if we were speaking as geologists, we would call this mineral halite. Okay? It is crystallized salt. If we look at it under a microscope, we're going to see that it forms all of these cubes. And of course, in a microscope, they look giant, but they're in fact very, very small. They're tiny but it has a cube structure. It has a square structure at the molecular level. And we drew that in class today as we were trying to understand this. So in our experiment, we applied the salt to the ice and snow and students took the time to predict how quickly salt would help the ice and snow melt. Then, of course, we came back 30 minutes later and measured, and 30 minutes after that and measured 
again. And I want to give a shout out to Ben, who was so diligent in making sure that we went back and took measurements. I also want to give a shout out to Erica and to Emily, who in class today noticed that our experimental design could have been more effective. I love when this happens. I love when students in science class say, wait, shouldn't we have done it this way? Could we have done it better? It tells me that they are really thinking like scientists. So we should have left a ruler at the experiment site so that we had an absolute marker for the melting, because of course the surrounding ice and snow was also melting. It was 39 degrees outside yesterday, 39 degrees Fahrenheit, and so there was some melting of the whole pile. But we found out that the patch of ice and snow to which we applied the sodium chloride, NaCl, the salt, melted at about half of an inch per half hour or one inch per one hour. This makes a very, very satisfying linear equation. We can make a math picture of this kind of growth or this kind of change. We give it the form y equals x. So when x is 1, y is 1. When x is 10, x, y is 10. We can even use it to predict how many inches of melt would have occurred after 5 hours or after 10 hours. I didn't get to see it myself, but some of our students were so curious that they took it upon themselves after school today to go out and check the spot on their own. And they sent me emails to report that the salt had melted 100% of the ice and snow. It had melted that square all the way down to the ground. Something as simple as salt is convincing our students to take time outside of school and go check out that reaction to see what's happening. This is chemistry that is very close to home. And of course, we took a little bit of time in class today, and we'll take some more tomorrow and some more on Monday to do the art and drawing and scientific diagramming, right? So drawings with labels to understand what's actually happening at the level of electrons, right? Sodium is in column one on the periodic table, which means it has one extra electron, just like hydrogen. It really, really wants to get rid of that one extra electron, even though that will make it a positive ion. Sodium lets go of that electron. It has a positive charge, but it feels more complete, more resolved because its outer electron shell is whole. And chlorine is the opposite. So chlorine is looking for one. And so because chlorine is looking for one and sodium has one to give, they make great partners. This is fascinating because chlorine on its own is highly toxic, corrosive, poisonous to all living things. And sodium is explosive in water. But you put them together and they make NaCl, sodium chloride or halite salt. And salt in water is salt water. It's this amazing 
inert, well, not quite inert, but it's certainly not poisonous and it's not explosive. It makes this amazing liquid that helps to catalyze all sorts of other chemical reactions that happen in our bodies. We'll continue to explore all of that chemistry as we go forward and look at the way in which different elements and different molecules are acting and reacting at the atomic level. It's been a busy day in science. This evening, most of our students here at SOTA2 will be participating in the holiday band concert. We have sixth grade band, seventh grade band, eighth grade band, holiday brass, a special wind ensemble. It's going to be a real treat and we hope that you'll be able to come out and see and support our students in that concert. We also have a number of students in SOTA2 who are involved in the annual production of the Nutcracker over at Viterbo University and the Nutcracker will be performing here in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully people will have a chance to go and see and support them in that production as well. And tomorrow, just a quick reminder, tomorrow is the early release day for December. Students will be at school until 1245 and then they'll be heading home a little bit early. The staff and faculty have some meetings and some work to do in the afternoon and we will see all of the students again on Monday. That's all I have for you today. It's so good to be back and to tell you about what's been going on at SOTA2 and I look forward to providing this podcast at least three or four times a week in the weeks and months to come. It's so fun to get to reflect on all of the wonderful things that happen here. Get lots of rest tonight. Ask lots of questions and we'll see you tomorrow. This podcast has been brought to you in part with the generous support of the International Association of Physicists, who would like to remind you on this cold December day to think like a proton and stay positive. And whatever you do, don't trust atoms. They make up everything. <laughs>